You're listening to Wander in Rome. Um, hey, Squeakers. Uh, yeah, what's going on, Raindrop? Can I ask you a question? Oh, you can always ask me a question. I've just been ruminating about the past, and I was wondering, how did you help me get out of my old home again? Well, it's funny you should ask that. You see, I don't believe that I ever told you my perspective of that story. You see, when you were fixing to leave home, your parents were understandably worried. But luckily, they knew that uh, old Squeakers was on the road. You see, I used to go to high school with your mom. Mm -hmm. And she knew that I was traveling around, seeing the world, and so she called me up. She said, Squeakers, why don't you take my daughter on your adventures? And at first, I didn't want to because I was worried that a child was going to be real annoying. Huh. Turns out, you're great. Whew. From the deck of Our Lady of the Rain, our friends see a coastline in the distance. As they approach, the boat weighs anchor a hundred feet from a small inlet leading to a tranquil lagoon. Welcome to Crystal Falls Lagoon. All right, lads and ladies and lovers of all sorts, the four of yees. Uh, it's been a lovely time, but this is where we leave ye, unfortunately. Aw, but this I, was so fun. I know, I've come to care and treasure for all of you as me own children, but this is the time in my life where I drop my children in the ocean and hope they swim to land. <laughs> <laughs> that play was truly remarkable. Yeah, and I'm really surprised that you had all these flowers on board. I thought that I searched everywhere around the ship, but these were a pleasant surprise. No, this is the talent of a surrogate father to hide a present for his children. Yeah, this metaphor is getting real deep real fast. Maybe uh, we should get on that dinghy and row to shore. What do y'all think? How are we going to get the boat back to you? Oh, you shall not. This dinghy belongs to Raindrop now. <gasps> Guys! I have my own boat now. I, I guess that means that you're an official captain. What? I think that that means you can do things like officiate weddings and... Everyone's getting married now. Oh. And more importantly, that makes me an admiral. <gasps> Promotions all around. What can you guys promote me to? A dear friend. Wow. What was he before? We were on friendly terms. Yeah. Promotions all around. Well, I guess I'll just get into this here boat and we'll see y'all around. Captain, it's been an honor. Likewise. Raindrop will salute. The captain puts a hand over his heart and looks into the middle distance. Aldern? Yes? Do you think the captain does this for all of his pleasure cruises? I can't see him losing a several hundred nickel dinghy every time he takes somebody out on a cruise. He doesn't seem very profitable. I think he has a special bond with Raindrop. I think Raindrop has a way of making us all care about her, even when we don't want to. Hamish looks over his shoulder and sees another dinghy laden with strangers pulling up to the opposite side of the ship. Captain of the dinghy, captain of the dinghy. Gonna go would you like me to row adventure. again, or would you like a turn, Hamish? Uh, you can keep on doing it if you feel. I do. Aldern will pick up the oars and begin rowing them towards the lagoon. Raindrop st again stands on the prow of the dinghy, and she pulls out this telescope that was gifted to her by the captain and sees the lagoon close up. 
and it is a glorious sight. Very whimsical. There's a giant waterfall that she could just make out that pools into this open area. Guys, guys, this is gonna be really great. Do you see how pretty it is? Can I borrow your class there? Oh, yes, yes, here. Oh, that does look good. Squeakers looks over the boat and puts his paw in the water and kind of swirls it around as he looks at his reflection. He kind of looks up at Hamish and says, Hey, Hamish. Yeah. You know, when we were back on that island, did you uh, did you get the feeling that perhaps there was some uh, unfinished business that we didn't get to on there? Well, I mean, I have been carrying this stolen parchment from the monastery for a, a couple of weeks now. Hey, maybe we should take a look at that and see what it says. All right. And Hamish unrolls the parchment that he's removed from his frame, and it says connectivity issues. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we must be out of service for the deity that'd be able to, you know... Yeah, I mean, we're way out of sea here. Seems like this would be a place with pretty bad reception. As the dinghy pulls up onto the beach, the beauty of the lagoon becomes apparent to everyone. The group walks into the palm trees. There's a perfect calmness. There are otters sitting lazily by the side of the waterfall. Pelicans that have flown in and are sitting on their nests and there is one armadillo that is sunbathing in a chair my 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 well you know what it was the darnest thing y'all when i was near that captain on that ship uh, my head just ached so fierce i could hardly talk Um, but now i feel like real tranquil like i feel like i can finally take a rest yeah yeah this is great isn't it oh my god my name is Jimothy. Well, it's nice to meet you, Jimothy. Do you always talk like this? What are you talking about? Never mind. Go on, Jimothy. Well, welcome to the Crystal Fall Lagoon. I'm the steward of the lagoon here, and I'm just here to answer any questions you might have. I have a question. Yeah. Do you have daiquiris? Well, no, but <laughs> we do have pina coladas. Oh, uh, well, Ooh. I'll pass on that. Thank you, though. Does it come with a little umbrella? Uh, we just ran out of little umbrellas. It's, as you can probably imagine, it's pretty difficult to get uh, resources like that, especially disposable resources mm-hmm. here at the lagoon. But I could find a really tall blade of grass to put in it if you want. I mean, that sounds great. Have you modified this natural wonder? Uh, like, what do you, what, how? How would have I you modify? you opened up some kind of a resort here or something? I mean, I wouldn't call it so much a resort with a physical building, but uh. we did actually, uh, create a, a place where people can come and relax for a small fee. Oh, see, I thought I was optimistically hoping it was just sort of some sort of an intentional community, but it seems like it is just another uh, money scheme. Not a scheme because everybody who's here wants to be here. Ah, uh, capitalism strikes again. Thought we buried <laughs> it with the war, but it comes back over and over. How much will it cost us to spend a day and a night in this not-resort resort? Well, see, now that's where things get a little interesting. You see, we don't pay with coin or any sort of, like, physical dollars. Mm. What we pay with is time. Everyone here volunteers. And gives up a part of their life? Yep. Oh, do you mean that in a figurative way? Like we're here no, doing things? No, you're going to like rake leaves or something for us in order to get a chair. Oh. Oh, I... Hmm. I 
That seems fair enough, though. <laughs> I mean, it does take some level of work to keep this place running. I can see asking people to contribute. Yeah, but I could walk some feet down the beach here and just sit on a rock, and I would be fine. And I wouldn't have to pay nothing. Yeah, but then you wouldn't be able to see our beautiful waterfall. I think I can see it from here. Yeah, it's actually quite huge. Okay, well, <laughs> why don't you run the resort? Wait a minute! <laughs> By the laws of our forefathers, now you guys own the resort because I called it the resort! What kind of a contract is that? A terrible one, but one that I was born into and can't change. It's, it's irrevocably connected to my family name! So now we own the resort. Yes! You tricked me! You rumble stiltskinned me into giving you the only livelihood that I've ever had! All right, well, uh, ship on out, Jimothy. I think you've filled your role here. <laughs> Jimothy hops into a, a small, sadder dinghy and slowly rows into the ocean. <laughs> oh, no. oh, don't worry. Men like him have a way of always scraping by with another scam. Yeah, yeah, lots of places do have leeches in their waters. Now, I thought that he was an armadillo, not a leech. Well, see, I was speaking figuratively, Squeakers. Oh, you know what? You're really good at doing that. I need to be more sharp like you. I mean, I do it almost intuitively. It can be a problem sometimes, so I should meet you halfway and maybe speak more literally. Now, I appreciate that. <laughs> so, um, friends, now that we own a... Resort lagoon. No, you, no, you said the word resort. Wait, do, are we subject to the same contract that gave, gifted us this uh, place in the first place? Um, I mean, I don't think we ever agreed to that, no. Aldrin opens up his leather blazer and all of the forgotten gods poke their heads up and he says, do any of you know if we are subject to the same contracts as old Jimothy was? And they all shake their heads no. Oh, I'm so glad you found that small forgotten god of local bylaws. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we only need this resort for a day, so maybe at the end of it we can just pawn off our ownership to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, we can find whatever pelican or newt is having the most fun here and make them say resort, and then, I mean, ooh, was I supposed to say that? <laughs> oh, we'll write a new contract and we'll sign him manager. Well, I was going to ask if there was a docking fee, but I think I'm fine to just leave this dinghy Yeah, here. I think we own this place. I think we can just put that wherever. <laughs> Great. And Raindrop will summon her little beetle with a little whistle. Well, um, maybe it's time to just explore the lagoon? Yeah, I guess we should see what kind of amenities are floating around here in this lagoon, no pun intended. Hamish walks over to the bar and he says, well, I think I can do something with this over here. I would have liked some daiquiris, but it appears they don't have those on hand. And uh, after all, rum wasn't made on a day. <laughs> Raindrop will approach the closest otter who is sunbathing next to the lagoon and say um hi excuse me oh what's up little gal hi i'm raindrop and uh, you are oh dude my name is jan jan nice to meet you nice to meet you raindrop uh how long have you been here on this resort i forgot how long i've been here little gal oh is that concerning or is that nah bro okay i just found some really good grass and i've just been hanging out <laughs> Well, I'm very happy for you. Um, are there any, like, big sights to see while we're here? Oh, bro, I have the best and biggest sight for you to see. If you look over to your left, 
you'll see that there's a giant waterfall <gasps> just gloriously flowing. Oh, I did notice that. Is that a big enough sight for you to see? That is. Thank you. As Raindrop looks into the water, in the ripples of the reflections, there is a second Raindrop next to her. <laughs> Whoa, what's got you spooked, little girl? Do you see two of me over there if you, if you look in the water? Jan looks into the water and he's like, No, I only see one of me, actually. That's pretty spooky. The second raindrop says, Such sights to show you. Well, my own personal tour guide, which is me, this island gets better and better. Better and better. Lead on, other raindrop. And she'll like shimmy to the left and like shimmy to the right to see if the raindrop in the water follows. It does. Ooh. Wow. It sounds like you're having a great time. <laughs> Yo, if you need me, I'll just be hanging out here with my other guy right here. <laughs> What's your name, man? And Jan swims over to his reflection. It's a short swim. <laughs> it's a short swim. <laughs> I gotta go show the others, <laughs> and Rachel will scurry back to the other group. Hamish and Squeakers are still over at the bar. Hamish is studiously trying to brew some rum. Squeakers is taking all the existing bottles and pouring them all into one cup. I don't know what this drink is called, but I'm sure it'll be great. Hey, Aldrin, you want one? Decidedly no. Hold on, I think I can make this a little more appealing for you. Hamish walks over, strikes a match, and lights the top of the drink on fire. Now, would you look at that? I didn't even know it could do that. That looks quite dangerous. Yeah, well, that's what makes it fun. Um. Hamish blows it out. Does that mean that this is now a cooked drink? Well, no, that was mostly for show. The alcohol that touched the fire no longer exists. Oh, Jan (laughs) swims up. He's like, oh. That's a really deep thought, my guy. Yeah, I was being entirely literal this time, but you could take it as a metaphor. Wow. Just like the drops of the waterfall disappear into the lagoon, so does the alcohol disappear into the flame. Well, you don't say. Now, my friend Jan, you said it was. I think I heard your name is Jan. My name is Jan. Yeah, well, it seems like you have found a really nice patch of grass to sit down in. Is that true? That's what I was telling this little gal I found named Raindrop. She was asking, like, what she could see. And I was like, bro, guess what? There's a really great patch of grass that I have been sleeping on for I don't know how long, dude. Well, my, 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 my. It seems that since I've taken over this bar, it seems I've been possessed of some sort of an entrepreneurial spirit. Tell me, do you think that there's any way that we could take the comfort of that patch of grass and spread it to other parts of this island? You know, I actually think that there might be a way. I've heard a story a long time ago. There was a man who took a patch of grass and when he put it on a patch of dirt, it too became a patch of grass. Now, I don't know if this legend is actually true, but I think it might be worth a shot. Have you heard of gardening? Uh, my guy, what pray tell is gardening? Oh, you're in for a treat. Oh, boy. Guys, 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 guys. So I was over next to the lagoon, and I met this otter named Jan. Oh, hi, Jan. Oh, dude, this is that little chick I was telling you about. This is Jan I was just telling you about. We're quite familiar with Raindrop. 
it's me. Anyway, the waterfall, Jan said we should definitely go see it. And also there was two of me when I looked into the water and I was just wondering if you guys saw two of you. So if you wanna just go over there and she'll grab Aldern and Hamish's arm and pull them back to the mm. lagoon. Mm. What, do, what do you see when you look into the water? Hamish looks into the lagoon and sees his own reflection and also the reflection of his deceased brother, Hector. Who is that? Well, well, that's my late brother, Hector. Uh, God rest his soul. What is he doing in the pool? I don't know. Honestly, it's a little bit unsettling to me, but we'll see where it leads. Um, Jan? Jan and Squeakers are still sitting at the bar, and Jan is like, <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, the sun was, like, gone, bro. Y you mean night? That's literally the same thing that happens every single day. Oh, bruh, but you just said that it was day, not night. Hey, Jan. <laughs> oh, duty calls, my guy. Jan, could you bring me a couple of brews? Jan walks over and hands Hamish a broom and he says, No, no. This is the only one that I could find. No. I know you said a couple and I am so sorry for disappointing you no. in your oh. time of need. Jan, Jan, my dear, sweet friend, Jan, um, I did say bruise. Um, oh, bruise. And then he punches Hamish right in the arm and um. says, listen, I didn't want to do that, but you asked for it specifically. He's very accommodating. I was unclear. Could you bring me two bottles of beer, please? Oh, a bottle of beer for two coming right up. Well, two bottles. And Jan but... wanders off. <laughs> Coming back with two bottles of beer. Oh, thank you so much. But I'm, it's light beer. I'm not going to bother trying again. This is fine. Thank you, Jan. Oh, you're so welcome, my guy. Have you I, ever seen anything weird around here? You know what? Now that you bring it up, I totally have. Okay? What's the weirdest thing you've seen? There was this little guy running around here. Like, I've been here a long time, dude. But there was a little guy running around here and he was like, he looked like a lizard because he has like all scales on his back, but he also looked like a mouse, which was crazy. But he said they owned this place and it was kind of weird because he kept trying to get me to do stuff, but I haven't seen him around yet. So- No, yeah, we got rid of him. Oh, bro, you got rid of the lizard mouse, bro. Yeah, yeah, we got him to say his magic word that meant he had to go back to his home dimension. Yo, are you telling me that that lizard mouse was magic? At the very least, he was bound by some sort of magical contract. Bro, bureaucratic magic is still magic, my guy. Yeah, it was more of a bylaw than an enchantment, but I'm willing to accept institutions as a sort of metaphysicality. Yeah, because they kind of are like uncomprehendable my guy yeah it's like it's a thing that exists but it doesn't have a physical form yeah it's kind of crazy it's pretty wild hey where's that grass oh yeah let me show you over here and jan walks over pushing away some large tropical leaves revealing amongst a patch of gravel a small patch of grass just large enough for about two to three people to lay down on mm. this looks and smells nice yeah bro uh it's pretty good i've really taken to like not showering anymore because it smells so good right here the grass like rubs off onto my fur i suppose that's to be expected on an 
undeveloped beach like this, sort of a one with nature sort of thing. People don't naturally wear deodorant. I don't know the meaning of the word. All right, all right. Well, very good. I'm going to take some of this. Hamish digs his claws into the earth and grabs some of the grass and takes it back over by the water. Uh, bro, I don't want to harsh your vibe right now, but why are you stealing my bed? Oh, I'm just rearranging here. I want to see if this works. If it doesn't, I'll just bring it right back. Oh, all right. I'm always down for a little experimentation. Hamish goes back over by the lagoon and puts the grass down on the ground, sits on it, and he gives it a little pat. He says, hey, hey, Jan, why don't you come over and try this? <laughs> I am so totally stoked to pop a squat next to you, my guy. He goes and sits down. Now, how's that feel? Oh, it is quite delectable against my posterior dude yeah you see if we make a grass chair for you don't don't that change something oh that changes so much my guy my oh my what a day this is hamish pops open one of the beers and takes a sip off of it pops open the other one and he hands it to the reflection of his brother hector in the lagoon hector's hand reaches up and grabs it and drags it beneath the water You know, it's really unexpected to see you here, but not entirely unwelcome, Hector. Amish, it's, um, it's been a long time. It sure has. I know that in life we were not the closest of friends, but since I've been living with your bees, I feel like I know you a a mite better. I miss them bees. They're good bees, Hector. Mm. Anyway, I'm sitting in some grass. You ever tried that? That does look like some fine grass. I am, unfortunately, unable to leave the lagoon. That is a touch sad, but ultimately, uh, don't you feel at home there? Mm. Oh. Well, I suppose. You, you all seen that, that waterfall over there? That feels significant. That feels like, you know, the troubling of the water may instigate a change here. Yes. There is something behind the falls, but we cannot explore it. Well, all right, pals. I think this sounds like we have just been gifted an objective. Uh, I'd like to posit a world where we can all understand truly what is behind the falls. Like, what makes them fall? What makes the water fall? You know? Is that that not gravity? I think that we have an answer to that question, but I'm going to let you keep the mystery for yourself what's at the end of a rainbow no we're talking about a waterfall my guy it seems like we've got two potential answers here but i'm still going to let you maintain the mystery for yourself jan i appreciate that my guy you know there is nothing in this world that mystery can't make a little bit sweeter yeah like what's in this beer yeah or like what's in this beer hold on where'd that come from Oh, uh, yeah, I brought my own. (laughs) It's a mystery. Shall we take a look at the falls? That ghost of my brother seemed a a touch sad. Hmm. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, my guy. That's not really a ghost, per se. It's more like a uh, physical representation of your own loss and the inability to truly comprehend whether or not there is life beyond this physical plane. Oh, so uh, visiting the waterfall would help me to address phenomena in my mind that I have not 
fully examined so that I can have closure in my relationship with my late brother. Bro, that seems very specific to you, and I appreciate that. Let's go with that same energy. Now, all of you, this is my charge as Jan, your friend. Go forward into the waterfall and deal with your own stuff, my guy. And then Jan falls asleep on the grass. Well, Raindrop, you have any unresolved issues that you need to examine psychologically? Raindrop will look down at her reflection, and her reflection will look back up, shrug, and then point to the waterfall, and swim off. Aya, the god of a misplaced kiss that appears in the form of a, a painted hummingbird, flutters out from Aldern's jacket and tugs at his feathers towards the waterfall. Squeakers appears out of nowhere and says, <laughs> Hey, sorry, y'all. I drank that drink, what had every drink in it, and I was gone for the past whatever amount of time it is now. About 20 minutes. About yeah. 20 minutes. Can y'all catch me up on our way to our next adventure? Perfect timing. We are on our way to discover a spiritual journey, an emotional journey, or a chaotic journey. It's up in the air now. I'll take the third one. All right. Well, we are all going to find a resolution to one of our deeply held issues behind that waterfall. Now, that's very interesting, considering the fact that I, I myself have several issues that need to be resolving. Any of them particularly sad? No. Oh. And Squeakers walks towards the waterfall. You know, Raindrop, I was thinking that maybe this waterfall would heal our heartbreaks, but for Squeakers, it seems it's just a fun time. Oh, maybe maybe it's a secret resolution that he's not expecting yet. Maybe he just won't admit it. Ooh, a mystery then. I think that's quite likely. Mmm, Squeakers, a little liar. Now don't wander off. Wander in Rome will be right back. What do we want the people to know, Danny? You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. Two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic. And we'd like to take you along for the ride. Why did we name our podcast Bisexually Lit? Well, like, you know, A, we're bisexual. Extremely. B, we're, we're getting lit. We're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love. Yeah. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new ep episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the group comes towards the waterfall's edge, there is a very slight path made up of rocks that look intentionally placed to be able to 
climb up to behind the waterfall. Squeakers attempts to climb up the waterfall. He holds down a hand to help the others up. I think that it's a little bit slippery, so why don't we take turns here, one step at a time. And Raindrop, why don't you take that paw? I think that his paw is about the size of one of my fingers. Gladly. Raindrop will accept the hand offered and scurry up. Aldern flutters up behind the waterfall. Wow, wow, wow. We can all fly here. Must be nice. Hamish (laughs) takes a step and casually walks up the stones, being buttressed up to safety by 100 bees. Wow. It must be nice. All y'all have special abilities that I do not have. I apologize. Aldrin flies back down and extends a wing to receive Squeaker's help climbing up the stones. Okay, well, that's not what I was saying. I was more just saying, like, you could probably fly me up there, too. Oh, um, sure. Aldrin, everything doing all right with you? Yes. Okay, well, I'm going to take your word for that. Now, that's something that I'm not going to do. You see, I can read subtext. And from what you said, that yes was hesitant. Mm, did hesitate a little bit. All right, well, y'all, let's keep an eye on Aldern. <laughs> I'll keep an eye, an ear, and part of my heart on Aldern. Oh, that's sweet. Shall we? Yes, yes. What was in that drink, Squeakers? <laughs> Lots of love. Let's go. (laughs) The group makes it towards the mouth of a cave that is behind the waterfall. Um, it is rather dark. Um, does anyone have a light or is this a blindly walk ahead kind of journey? Hey, Hamish, do you still have that flint that I gave you back at that castle? Well, let's see. Hamish blows his whistle and his most outdoorsy bee arrives (laughs) holding a flint and tinder. Could you make us a light right now? And the bee rubs the flint and tinder together, makes some sparks, and then finally lights one of its little feet on fire and lights it like a candle. <laughs> Holds it up. <laughs> okay, so first off, I'm concerned about the state of that bee. Is is that bee all right? That bee is fine. He's got what they call chef's hands. He can't feel it at all. Oh. Okay. Go on ahead there, little fella. And the bee buzzes up to the front of the group. Did you make that bee's little khaki shorts and the pith helmet? No, he got those on his own. Okay. The group walks following the outdoorsy bee. As the bee continues forward, the light suddenly starts to refract. The walls are covered with some sort of crystal, and the vibrancy expands forward until the group is walking in a well-lit kind of cavern. Wooey! Now, this is nice. These are nice digs. I'm surprised that more of them resort dwellers don't come in here. This is pretty nice, actually. Yeah, there's quite an energy in here, sort of a colored energy. Out of the corner of his eye, Squeaker sees the shape of a mole in the crystals, briefly, before it vanishes. Hmm, I do not like that. I do not like that one bit, no sir. Well, look at the energy that you left behind, though. Sort of an aura around that one crystal. this delightful yellow color, sort of a... Amber, I would say. It's one of those things where it looks pretty, but, you know, once you really, like, get to know the crystal, you realize that her dad is just a total jerk. Yeah, yeah. Crystal's father. The crystal's father, yes. Yeah, that's all right there, Squeakers. You know, I'm really glad that you didn't have anything to resolve back here. Me too. Raindrop intrigued with the idea of crystal families. 
pulls out a little marker from her pocket and starts drawing little faces. Oh, now that's just cute as a button, isn't it, Raindrop? Oh, it's so cute. That is really cute, but also, aren't you vandalizing a naturally existing sort of deal? Oh, it's dishwasher safe. <laughs> I don't think we'll be putting these rocks in a dishwasher. Uh, yeah, it, it wipes off. Well, this cave don't belong to no one. Belongs to everyone. I guess that's true. Say, uh, Aldern, you're you're old and wise. Tell me, at what point does vandalism become archaeology? I'm not quite that old yet. Sure, sure, Aldern. And Hamish pats him on the shoulder and leads him a little ways down the cave. <laughs> Hamish leads Aldern deeper into the cave. Aya flutters off of Aldern's shoulder, lands upon Squeakers, and stares pointedly at the crystal. Now, Aldern, uh, hmm. what was this little fella's deal again? Oh, I've not really seen them interact with others before. Their name is Aya. They are the god of a misplaced kiss. Oh. I think you have to kiss the rock. Yeah, oh. kiss the rock, kiss Squeakers. The rock, kiss the rock. Kiss, kiss the rock. Uh, do, I, do I have to kiss the rock? Aya looks up at you and shakes its head. Oh. Hey, Alden, these small and forgotten gods, you said that they was looking for uh, new homes, is that right? I did. Uh, do you think that uh, this one might be interested in this here rock? I don't know if they're interested in the rock so much as they're interested in you. Raindrop will uh, walk forward and gently pry it from the wall, and she will turn to Squeakers and hand it over and say... Well, sometimes it's nice to have physical reminders of the past. Yeah, I suppose. But it's not like I like dwelling on it. No, you got to hold on to that rock, Squeakers. This is not a full life unless we all carry something with a little bit of melancholy to it. Well, that's something I've been carrying around for many years. Or, you know... Sometimes it's also nice to chuck rocks off of waterfalls. You know what? So, I actually really like that idea. Aya, uh, do you want to accompany me as I chuck this rock into the water? She flutters happily. As does Raindrop. Perfect. <laughs> Raindrop, yet again, you shine a bit of ignorant wisdom on this here cowboy. The squeakers walks to the mouth of the cave, holding this rock, and as he glances down, he for a moment, sees the image of him holding hands with Susie. He takes the rock and he throws it into the waterfall. My oh my, you know if there's one thing I love about this little group, it's its capacity to take parts of themselves and ignore them and throw them into water. I want to find a big rock too. <laughs> Go for it. As Squeakers throws the rock into the water, Aya flutters after the rock and dives into the lagoon. Hey, Aldrin. Yes. I think we found a new place for I to live. Oh. Aldrin looks out from the cave and looks into the pond. There is no sign of Aya. Well, I'm glad I was able to help participate in this here finding of a new home. You should be happy for them, Aldrin. Yes. Um, did they seem happy? Oh, they was fluttering and all kinds of stuff. In fact, they quickly just followed the worst thing that happened to me in my life down into the lagoon. 
So, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that they was happy. Huh. And nobody learned anything. Raindrop comes back and she's carrying this rock that's almost as big as she is. I want to try throwing this. Okay. She'll set it down at the lip. I don't know if I have any um, trauma or regrets. I don't know if I've lived long enough for that. I'm sure I'll grab some later in my future, though. Yeah, don't you worry, sweetheart. Those are coming for you. Ooh, that is something to look forward to. But in the meantime, I'm just going to chuck this and watch it splash. And she'll push and watch as that giant rug tumbles, 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 and lands in the lagoon with a big splash. Back in the cave, Hamish finds two medium-sized crystals jutting up out of the ground. They seem to be identical to each other. Two brothers made of stone. And he heaves a sigh, and he picks them up, and he says, Well, if that ain't figurative. Hamish takes the few steps back to the mouth of the cave, and he walks back down the path, down to the bottom of the waterfall, then back along the waterline to where the reflection of his brother Hector was and he says Hector I'm sorry I was not a brother to you in life but hopefully I can provide a little bit of healing and closure to you in this time and he puts one of the crystals in the water and he puts the other crystal in his knapsack and he looks into the water sighs again then turns back to the waterfall the crystal sinks to the bottom of this lagoon. The lagoon is so deep that we can't see the bottom of it. And the crystal sinks down and trailing the crystal is the image of Hector. Jan wakes up and says, Oh, bruh, it's good to see you, my guy. How are you? Me, well, I'm having a little moment of introspection, but generally I'm all right. My bee made a little fire on its hand. That was cool. I wish I was there to see that. Hey, Jan. Uh, yeah. We kind of make our ways wandering through this land, and we're not going to be here for too long. Seems like you take good care of this place, yes? Yeah, I mean, I sleep here every day, bro. Uh, we through some fay or contractual mischief ended up in possession of this lagoon, at least as far as the paperwork is concerned. Would you be interested in ownership of the lagoon? Now, ownership is a very strong word, but I would be totally down to be its caretaker and to make sure that it is a place of beauty for everybody who journeys here. Mm, very good. May I ask for a favor from you? My dear friend Hamish, I would literally die for you. So tell me, pray tell, what should I do for you? Would you move that grass around? That was pretty hard, but I will do my best. You know, I like to present people with things that I know will help them to grow. So you go for it. You just Whoa. follow your path. He wants to grow me like the grass grows. Bro. Yeah, yeah. There's a path for you to follow. Dude, this experience that I've had right now with you folks is really probably the most impactful time that I've ever had. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. 
Well, I think my work here is done. Hamish turns around and starts walking the opposite direction. Raindrop remains sitting at the mouth of the cave overlooking the waterfall. And as she sits on that ledge, Seedy, a small and forgotten god, crawls out of her pocket and swishes around her head. She says, huh, I wonder if this place is so peaceful because people have learned to just let go for a moment. Seems that everyone is happy and calm for the moment. And while I do love adventure, it is kind of nice to sit and relax for a second. What do you say? And the small and forgotten god tinkles and then swishes back into her pocket. And she remains there for a few moments more, watching the water fall into the lagoon and smiles. Squeakers looks into the distance and says, Well, I'm glad I took care of that. I don't got to worry about nothing else for a long time. Squeakers feels a weight in his pocket. Okay, hold on now. I don't remember having any money in my pocket. Reaching into his pocket, he withdraws the yellow crystal that had been thrown into the lagoon. Oh no. Next week on Wander and Rome. Leaving the coast behind them, our friends make their way inland. A flat field stretches before them. Miles of tall crops just starting to bloom cover the land. A small farmhouse and a towering, solitary tree stand above the harvest. Welcome to Fairfield Farm. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander in Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com. <laughs>